Alrighty, guys. Uh, welcome back. Stay tuned podcast. This is going to be episode 11. Uh, Sam and Kyle here as always. We just got off Zoom um, with Chris Neville. Uh, he's a University of Iowa graduate 2017. Uh, he's a video and marketing guy out at GoHunt.com, which is like a one-stop shop for all your Western hunting. Um, we talk about a little hunting, but mostly uh, more about Chris getting his uh, dream job right out of college, the steps it took to get there life in the content industry and, and things along that line. So uh, feel free to have a listen. Um, we had a lot of fun with him. We're super thankful for him taking the time to come on with us. And uh, we hope you enjoy it. It's the Stay Tuned Podcast. Kill Guys, what you got to do is stay tuned. Smoking. Talking anything and everything. <laughs> Going nowhere. Same account. Iowa City, Iowa. I tell you what. Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. All right, yeah, we'll see how this goes. It's you're our first uh, Zoom Zoom podcast. Yeah, first Zoom podcast. So Kinda nice, actually. Might be able to do a lot more people that way. Yeah, dude. I've uh, Zoom's the new thing now since the pandemic. That's all we do at our office because we it? were closed for a little while during the pandemic. So we're all getting zoomed up. Do you guys have many people come in still to work or no? Yeah. Yeah. So like right now we have, there's probably like 10 or 15 of us that come into the office. Okay, cool. Yeah, so cool. let's start, let's start there. So you work at Go Hunt, um, right? I'm right about that. Yep. So how, how long has that been around? Go Hunt started in 2015. 2015. So pretty new. That is pretty yeah. new. Where did you, where did you graduate? So I graduated in 2017 at Iowa. Okay. So and then how I, got, I got with them. I did an internship with them in 2016, the summer of 2016, came back, had one semester left at Iowa, graduated that fall semester, and then I got hired on full-time for them. So did you have to go out to Nevada to do the internship? Yeah, yeah. I lived in Las Vegas for a summer <laughs> for an internship. That's a good way to support you, 22, 21. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was definitely different from what I'm used to in Iowa City, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good time. That, I mean, dude, that's the way to do it. If you want to get in the, in the hunting industry, you just got to, got to get your foot in the door somewhere. So I was taking any opportunity that I could get and take advantage of that. Right. Where'd you see their, like, do they have like a, were they posting about it or where'd you see the internship? Dude, that, that is one thing that I have learned from like trying from when I was younger, no one in the outdoor industry will ever post like an internship. Most really? of the, most of the times I've gotten any of my jobs, I've reached out to them and be like, Hey, I'm looking to do an internship. What do you guys think? And a lot of the companies are looking for interns, but they don't ever, for some reason, they never advertise it or have it anywhere. Gotcha. So yeah. when you started, were you just like recording your own hunts, doing stuff like that? And then like, what internship did you ask for right out of, like when you were in college? So before I did an internship with a company called Outback Outdoors out of Colorado. So okay. I was like a field producer. So I had some like background on my resume. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of, you know, when everyone's getting bigger into video and people are starting to realize how important video content is to companies. Huge. Yeah. So Go Hunt was trying to get into that field and they didn't have anyone on their team currently working with like video or have any experience with video. So it was kind of like a perfect timing. I was had some experience with video done from some field producing for a company, did some editing. And basically that's kind of how I got my foot in the door with them just because they needed video help and I had my kind of expertise was in video. 
Okay. But you were a, a journal, a journalism major. Is that what you said? Yep. Yep. Journalism and mass communications major at Iowa. Okay. Okay. So did you kind of know, like when you got to college, like, Hey, I want to do this in the outdoor industry or did that just kind of blossom naturally? Oh, I knew for sure. I wanted to work in the hunting industry. Okay, cool. <laughs> People always say, dude, that's one thing you got to dream big, man. Yeah. No, it's People are always like, Oh, you can't do it. You can't do it. And hell I've been doing it my whole life now. So yeah, that's pretty cool. So this is your only job you've ever had post-college. Right. Go hunt. Wow. That's, mm -hmm. that's super sick. Yeah, I've worked here for three years now. Okay. And yeah. what, what does go hunt do big picture wise? So go hunt first started off with is we're a research platform for Western hunting. Like, as you know, Western hunting can be pretty confusing. There's all sorts of different rules, regulations, draw odds, and all that stuff. So what we do is we're subscription-based. You subscribe to us, and then we give you all the research data that we get from the states in, like, an easy format to understand and read and figure out where you want to go hunting in the Western uh -oh. United States. Okay, okay. So, so you're like, yeah, go if ahead. You had, if you had a couple points in Colorado and you're trying to figure out where you want to go, we have all sorts of data to support that to help you figure out an area you want to go. And it's all like slider. So you put in like an area, you have two points, you want to hunt Colorado, you want to hunt mule deer, you want land that has 50% better public land and a 50% or better chance of drawing odds. And this is all the stuff that you plug in. And then what it does is we have a software that will show you the areas that match that criteria that you put in. Okay. Wow. wow. So does it like, do you guys go out? Does it tell you the uh, like herd numbers and stuff? Yeah. 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 So all the, all the data we get is from the States. So the States. Like we give, yeah. Okay. Right. And the States, you can get all this data from the States, but what's, what's difficult about it is it's hard to read. It's hard to understand. The state yeah, doesn't do a good job in putting it. They just put it in an Excel sheet and it's just, they're horrible. Yeah. We've kind of figured that out. We were looking at uh, pronghorn, even hunting. pronghorn hunting, like, which should be pretty straightforward. South Dakota, you know, anybody yeah. or everybody can do it. And it was all kinds of, it's just like jargon, and, you know, you yeah. can't figure out yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah. And like, what the hell is a leftover tag? And like, what does yeah. that draw? And like, yeah, so that's basically what we do is we have all that information on our site for people to better understand what they're doing and how to get out in the field and draw more tags. Okay. That's and really cool. To promote that. Is that why you're hunting all the time or, what? Yeah. So yeah, we, like with that, we also are big on content, like article content, video content. We have a big YouTube channel. We post articles, news articles, regularly skills articles. So it's just kind of like an area for someone that's into Western hunting. It's like a one-stop shop. You know, we have gotcha. all the content a Western hunter would need. We have all the videos a Western hunter would need. And then with, with our like subscription insider accounts, what it's called, we also have an e-commerce store which we sells a bunch of gear that we've tried in the field and use cool and stuff that we trust. And then we sell that also through an e-commerce store. Oh, okay. Okay. So are you guys going like, just cause you were establishing, you said 2015, that's when go. Yeah. So are you, you guys still growing? Are you going in any different directions or are you kind of set in yeah. what you're doing right now? Yeah. So right now we're working on maps. Okay. For, so like it'd be similar to Onyx. Onyx. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's our, that's our next, that's our big task that we're doing right now. And we just released last year, a mobile or like a online platform, which is 3d maps, similar to Google earth. And then with that, you can overlay all the unit data, all the public land data. 
So you guys really are kind of like a one stop, like, Hey, if you're, if you want to get into Western hunting or whatever, it's right here, go hunt.com yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And then but, our big thing right now is mapping is what our big goal is. Okay. Yeah. Well, so are you going out and doing that or are other people in different areas going and doing that? Or? Well, now we got a bunch of tech people, luckily. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we've grown it since I've gotten here. There's probably like eight or nine of us. And now there's like 50 of us. Wow. On the team. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of like tech people, it people building stuff, mapping apps, all that kind of stuff. So, and then for like the most part, they just like for hunters like us, we test the app. So we go out in the field and actually use the app, tell them what's wrong, what we don't like. That's a nice gig. <laughs> yeah. Except for when it doesn't work. That's the only tough part. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. Pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Just means you get tested again though. Right. Right. So when you were growing up in Iowa, did you have any Western hunting experience or did you kind of start that once you worked for go hunt? I had, I had little, I, I did some like over the counter stuff in Colorado. Cause like I said, I did an internship before this go hunt one, which was in Fort Collins. Okay. At Outback or whatever. Outback outdoors. So I was in Colorado and my brother lived in Colorado for a couple of years. So we did some of those over-the-counter elk hunts, which were, I mean, it's a wake-up call for sure, going from whitetail hunting all the time to running around the mountains chasing elk. Yeah. But it's fun. It's addicting. Yeah. It it's must like, I, always, I always knew that I wanted to move out west, though. Just yeah. more opportunities. There's yeah. so much. Yeah, so much more. So do you do you miss uh, – you, you probably don't get like a in-state whitetail tag for Iowa anymore, right, because you live out oh, there? I'm building my points. Building your points. Oh, yeah, we were looking at that. It's like a four- or five-year draw, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like brutal. That's probably, so that's, probably like, that's probably like really like depressing after you could just go buy four tags or three tags a year. Over yeah, and it was uh, – actually, it was this year. I hadn't really gotten the itch to go back and whitetail hunt, but it was this year I started like, damn, I kind of miss whitetail hunting, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. In November. So but you, I, you yeah. You moved out uh, to Nevada in what year? Twenty was it? Twenty seventeen, right after you graduated? Yeah, yeah. So it was. It would have been like December of twenty seventeen. So it was like okay. twenty eighteen when I started. It's been three years in. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you're probably getting close. Yeah, yeah. I have. I think I have two points. If you have three points, like you, you have a possibility of drawing. Yeah. Are you gonna try and draw a gun season or archery season or what? I probably, I probably do archery. Yeah, I think so. Do you do yeah. mostly archery? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's basically what I grew up doing is just archery hunting. Yeah. That's what we like the best. We, we like the waterfowl hunt and stuff too. Yeah. But. Yeah. Dude, I've never even been duck hunting. Really? I was just Ooh. always focused, dude. I was just always focused on deer hunting. Still I know. Well, we, we got the itch. Like we started doing yeah. it. We'd, we'd mostly been like deer hunters. Then like our sophomore year, we went duck hunting and we were like, that was so much fun. Like, <laughs> we didn't even kill that many. I was going to say, I was going to say, we should we could get you on some ducks but i don't know i can't make that promise not yet yeah we're still learning <laughs> a lot yeah yeah i know everyone talks about how like it's pretty chill you know you're hanging out yeah. in the blind it's awesome yeah, yeah you get the eggs going and it's it's a good time for sure teal yeah. we can be on some teal yeah we teal hunt decent it gets harder <laughs> after <laughs> that <laughs> we like it when they're just dumb and they just buzz right into the decoys like nice just wing shooting. yeah it's like yeah hunt. yep Eat that so you were talking about like kind of dreaming big or whatever in college and like is that is that something that like when you were here like 
your freshman, sophomore year, like you kind of got the itch to like, hey, I think I can kind of like make my own path in this or or kind of talk about that process if you don't mind. Because I think like a lot of kids right now in college like are struggling to figure out where they want to go and what they want to do, you know? Right, right. And I, I mean, since it's kind of funny because I actually didn't come from a hunting background. So no one in my, no one in my family hunts. Oh, really? Like, my dad doesn't hunt. My mom doesn't hunt. No one on my dad's side of the family. No one on my mom's side of the family. That's but crazy. I grew up, I grew up like out in the country and we had a bunch of, like we had an acreage. Okay. So I would just, my brother and I would just started hunting. Cause like we just lived in the woods. So we just one day just started like, Oh, this is kind of cool. And from there, like, I just kind of knew like, this is something I want to do for a job. I know it's going to be difficult. And I knew if I just would put like, that's why I went into journalism degree because, you know, social media, I knew was big video writing. Yeah. A lot of that stuff accommodates like what I wanted to do in the outdoor industry. So that kind of gave me a good like base to build off of. And then after that, it's just reaching out to as many companies as possible just asking for, I'll do anything. I'll do free the numbers game. Yeah. I just, I just remember like emailing companies all the time. Just like, Hey, can I do an internship with you guys? Can I do this with you guys? Like sooner or later, one of them will say yes. And then it's all about getting your foot in the door. Once your foot's in the door, then you can start building relationships. I I have contacts and this guy knows this guy for this company. And then I can go do stuff with this company. Sure. Yeah. That's one thing uh, that we have heard, like, We've gone to the, you know, the deer classic they do every year in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. We've gone up there and talked to some people and every person has talked about how small an industry it is and how really how hard it is to infiltrate it. Yeah. But then they're saying like what you say, like once you get your foot in the door, like everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Not a deal. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was kind of the biggest thing is just locking down an internship with someone then just going from there and then finding a job, which is always difficult here and there, especially after college, but yeah, fortunate enough to land on go hunt. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, you, you're like, they're what video and marketing guy for yeah. go hunt, or so do you mm-hmm. mostly like, you're going to get a little technical here, but are you mostly like uh premier pro like Adobe and stuff like that? Or what are you using? Uh, yeah. So, I don't do as much editing as I used to, but when I did do editing, uh, Premiere was the main one I would use most often. But yeah, now that we've gotten, uh, we've gotten so big and we're pushing out so much video content, if that's Facebook ads, marketing ads, YouTube videos, going originals. Now I have, uh, we have a like editors for us. That's awesome. Yeah. So a lot of what I do now is producing. I do still do a lot of filming and just like what content we need in certain times of the year just kind of the guy that's managing a lot of that and okay. the logistics to it. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. So, um, cause like we see you, like we see all your Instagram, like you're always on, it feels like you're always on hunts and whatever. Right. Are you filming a lot or are you hunting a lot? Like kind of what's the balance on, there? On, on those, on most of those we're getting filmed. So what I do for that and like, that's another big part of my job is I've, I talk to a lot of freelancers. So getting freelancers to come out on our hunts to film them. Okay. To get us photography assets and then hopefully have a go hunt original out of it. Right. Yeah. Cause I, did you guys do one for like an Elcon or something? I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. I mean, 
you guys kind of like that, like that good balance of cinematography, but it's still yeah. like a hunt kind of feel to yeah, it. All, all of our Gohan originals are edited by the same guy. His name's Mather. He lives out in Seattle and he's been doing, he's been doing our Gohan original since day one. Okay, cool. Yeah. So a, as we grow and we want to do more Gohan originals, like we want to do one every month, one, one a month. That'd be cool. I mean, that's a huge see. And when like, we've learned just filming like our own, like whitetail hunts or whatever, like you think like, Oh dude, we'll just crank content out way more difficult than people give it credit for. It's like so tough. 12 oh, years yeah. would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So I think right now this year we have slated, like we should have 10 to 11. So it should be a last year we hit it hard. We, we tried to film just about every single hunt people that's in the awesome. office. How, so how's that balance for you? Do you, does it, is it, does it take anything away from the hunt for you? Do you enjoy it more when you get it captured on film? What do you think? Uh, it doesn't take, it's usually just one cameraman. So it's not a, it's not a ton, like a, right. a people with you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take away from it. Cause I don't change. I do the same shit. I do if the camera's on or off and right. if you go with that approach and it won't bother you. Yeah. We, we, we kind just, of enjoyed it more than what we thought we would yeah because we would get to go back and like rewatch it. shots right. it's hilarious yeah cool. yeah we did uh we filmed turkey this year it was like our first kind of bigger uh turkey last spring our last spring was our bigger like animal kind of we tried deer but we never ended up getting one um and we got to go back and watch the turkey footage it's really cool you really can see cool. him come strutting into the decoy and yeah. it's neat yeah dude it's always something good to watch again I'm just like all right i'm getting pumped up for hunting now I yeah, know. Yeah. I know. I had my dad film me and like he I was just so nervous he wasn't even gonna have the camera on or whatever. I'm like, hit the button, hit the button. <laughs> like, but yeah, it's really cool to get to watch it back, you know. It's a really good time. And that's kind of how like when I was really little, that's what I wanted to do. Film you know, the, the outdoor channel, the out, you know, outdoor TV, outdoor channel yeah. was like the biggest thing. Wanted to be a per like a pro hunter, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. Channel. So I would always film my stuff when I was like really little, like 12 years old. I'd be Oh, really? Yeah, you were on it before us then. Do you, uh, do you have to self-film or did your brother always film for you? Uh, we usually would film each other. Yeah. Yeah, my brother, he's three years older than me. Went to University of Iowa as well. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, we, we'd film each other all the time when we were little. And like, from, it wasn't even, I don't even know why we were doing it. Like we didn't do anything with the footage, really. We just had no. it. Yeah, it's like home videos now. That's good. That's a quick way to to get over them learning curves, though, because there's a bunch yeah. of them, man. Oh We've yeah. Learned that, like, yeah. oh my god, you'll mess so much stuff up before you get it right. It's crazy. That's the name of the game, man. Yeah. Make mistakes, learn from them, and get better. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that you were talking about like outdoor TV, because like we talk about that all the time. Like, just how fast the game is changing from like like the outdoor channel. And it's like, it, I don't want to call it obsolete, but with like guys like you and stuff that are putting out better content, you know, like that just on their watch, own. Yeah. That you can watch it anytime. Like all the time. It's, it's changed so much in the last five years. It's, it's unbelievable, honestly. Like yeah, YouTube, man, that's the name of the game these days. The yeah. ultimate equalizer. Like, right. Yeah. Everyone's and on Instagram YouTube. though. Cause you can now, and I can do like the, uh, IGTV, IGTV, and, yeah, and like you put up to like hour long stuff on there. So as you're scrolling your feed, you can just you don't have to go to YouTube. You can just watch it straight off of Instagram. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think a lot of people were too getting just sick of the outdoor channel and how like nothing. A lot of it's not as authentic as it seems. You know, people are trying to sell. They're trying to push product down your throat. Yeah, yeah that's true. All I your agree. sponsors and everything. Right? 
Yeah. Well, and it's like like we love like all the TV guys, and we don't have to name any of them, but. It's like they they have like a deer on camera. They named it two years ago and they kill it October 1st. It's like, dude, I can't connect with that at all. Like that's no. not my season at all. <laughs> like I'm 80 hours into a tree stand, like, you know, just busting my hump. And like, you're like, oh yeah, we killed like two, two hours. We killed him. Like, and I mean, that's what I always thought too. And like one reason why I want to go out West is like, I mean, the name of the game in Iowa I mean, you do, there's still a lot of public hunting, decent public hunting, and like the hunting public does that and they prove that. Yeah. I always thought in my head, like, if I wanted to shoot a big buck in Iowa, I need good property. Yeah. Yeah. I need a good, I need a good hunk of land that, you know, has big deer on it. And my chances of shooting a bigger deer are going to be better if I always had good property. Mm -hmm. And that's like one thing that kind of took away, I thought, because like some years, if you didn't have any good property, like your chances of shooting a decent buck were pretty slim. Low. Yeah. 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 I don't know. The thing like I think it is appealing about like the out West hunting that you you're talking about is like you are hunting when you hunt whitetail, but you're just sitting in one spot for three hours, hoping something walks by. Like, I think it's really cool to do the spot and stalk and be in the mountains and be chasing these animals all over the place, camping out. Like, right. It, it's a different hunting game. I think. Yeah. You use all your senses, man. Like elk. I'm using my eyes, my nose, my ears, all the time. Like, I feel like you have to be an actual, like, you have to be aware of your surroundings and what's going on. Yeah. But, like, again, with, with whitetail hunting, and I still enjoy it, but, like, yeah, you're sitting in a deer stand, and, and either he walks in the trail in front of you or he doesn't, you know? Right. Hoping and praying. I mean, yeah. I guess that is that is hunting, though, for a certain amount of things. I mean, there's definitely similarities to everything, but I, I just feel like there's something about, like, being on the ground and, like, with the animals yeah. it's just it's really cool we've never done it like we want to really bad yeah yeah oh yeah dude like my favorite style too is like backcountry style you know you have your you have your camp on your back you're living in the mountains for yeah. a week straight yeah that's sweet yeah that's that's my favorite way to do it. i'm a terrible truck camper man i don't even know how to do it very well. like i'll bring the same shit i have on a backcountry hunt when i go truck camping like i'll be eating freeze-dried mountain houses Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm trying to pick up my uh my truck camping game. These guys have like camp chefs making crazy, crazy. meals. Yeah. Well, they got vans, so like they're all like laid out. They look so sweet. I'm like, I don't know. We got like a two person tent. I think if we stay warm, we'll be all right. Like, right. And I, I do think that is one thing, and it's something that we talk about a lot at Go Hunt as we want more members is just like the barrier of entry for someone out east to go hunting out west. Huge. like it's kind of an intimidating thing some people you know there's a lot of different it's so things. intimidating yeah like i'm trying to get my dad just like to start getting preference points to like one day go on a hunt and like i'm like trying to get on google and i'm like i don't even know what's going on and like i'm pretty tech savvy more so than him and i'm like i don't even know what they're talking about you know like i feel like there's ways to get trapped too where like you're stuck either you got to pay a lot of money or you got to give up your preference points because i've kind right. of looked into that and like if you get drawn and you can't go or stuff like that, you have to pay like 700 bucks to try to stay in the drawing. Yeah. It's just a lot of ways that you kind of get screwed over almost. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, and it's, it's crazy too, because every state's different and like how yeah. they do their draw odds and how they do their regulations, how they do their applications. So that's like another confusing thing. But like, I always tell people like a good start is Colorado, man, over the counter tags, there's a bunch of them there it sounds like yeah yeah and you can literally just drive there go to the walmart pick up a tag and go elk hunting 
Yeah. That's so cool. It's it is expensive. Like I think it's six hundred bucks or something, six fifty. But it's for really the experience, though, so it's way worth it. I feel like. Right. Yeah. And that, that's how I started. I just went out to Colorado over the counter stuff. I mean, it, it's tough for sure. Like I didn't shoot anything the first couple of years I went, but you learn a lot. Yeah. Probably start- really quickly. Oh yeah. Very yeah. quickly. Yeah. You realize you realize how important good gear is, dude. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, that's something we've learned. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's cold out there. Gets cold quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Need some like sick or whatever. But have you seen uh, like an increase in hunters out there over the last couple of years? Because I feel like with social media kind of pushing uh, elk hunting so hard, like everybody and their brothers rushing out there to try to try to kill. It's like elk hunting and then like waterfowling yeah. are like really cool on Instagram, and yeah. now everyone thinks they can do both they of them. Push really you know what right. I mean? Like they're they're definitely like we have numbers like the hunter like it is growing for sure. Mm-hmm. You can see that like when I, I will say one thing about Colorado, it is probably the most packed state. Yeah. Like you'll go to a trailhead and there will be people there for sure. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast. I mean, you're going to see crowds here and there, but it's something you have to work around. I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I, I've, I've always been, I don't like seeing other people. I, yeah, I'm kind of in that way. Yeah. But I mean, there's still places you can go to get away from people. Yeah, well, if you're willing to to work at it, I think. Right, because you know? right. they say, like, most of the people don't go more than a mile off a road. Like, yeah, the I can believe that. Hunters go a mile or a mile and a half off the road. And how big, like, square mile-wise, how big are these chunks of public? Oh, like, you wouldn't believe, man. Huge. Yeah. Humongous. Like so much different than Iowa. Yeah, dude, you go – pretty much a lot of the land you're looking at in Colorado is public land. That's oh, really man. cool. Unless there's like most of the private are going to be like your ranches and stuff, but you look at a mountain like that mountain is the whole thing is public. That's really cool. What's public land like in like like Southwest, like New Mexico, Arizona? A lot. Is it? Is is there a lot? Yeah. Yeah. There's. I guess the western. Yeah, the western states have a ton of public land. But then drawing for that is like way tougher, isn't it? Right. Yeah. So New Mexico is a it's a draw state but you don't have to have any preference points or any bonus points. Like everyone has the same chance of drawing. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. New Mexico just does a pure lottery. That's interesting. And like your odds are variant on the different unit, depending on like how good that unit is for like quality right. of animals. Yeah. My, uh, my dad was in a, an Arizona drawing for like, it was, I think it was seven years. He finally got drawn last fall. So it was pretty cool. What, uh, what was he doing in Arizona? Elk or deer? Elk. Yeah. Elk. Yeah, he ended up killing, I mean, a decent one. I don't really know sizes, but, like, I know whitetail. I know whitetail inches, but when it comes to elk, like, I know 400's big, but. It was big enough for us to be, like, nice nice deal. His was, yeah. like, I think his was, like, I don't know, 320 or something. Oh, yeah, dude, that's a good bull. Like, okay, if you if you were to compare that to, like, deer, what would that be, like, inch-wise? A 320 is probably, like. I always say like a 300 inch bull is close to like 140 inch. I always say like a 140. Respectable deer. Like you start getting to like 120s, 130s, like 160 yeah. inch, 170 inch buck, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. a big deer. Yeah. That's a huge yeah. deer. Yeah. When they when they measure those with a tape, like do, how do they do they do it different than they do whitetail? Or they do it? Oh, uh, it's pretty it's pretty yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different, but it's I mean, almost the same. They do main beams, mash measurements, tine measurements, width. 
Like, there's a lot of similarities. So the fundamentals are about the same, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the thing about elk, dude, everyone loves elk. Like, you can shoot a tiny elk and people love elk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I'd shoot a cow elk and be like, that was super cool. (laughs) Dude, they're big animals in general, so they always seem like – I remember seeing the first elk. I was like, dude, this animal is ginormous. Yeah. Yeah, huge. And they they taste really good, too. You get a ton of meat off of them. Yeah. I love looking at the pictures of uh, like the elk backstrap compared to a whitetail backstrap. Insane. The difference is crazy. Yeah. Dude, I had to buy a chest freezer last year because I had so much meat and I just live in an apartment. So you go into my apartment, like right in my living room, I have a chest freezer just sitting there. (laughs) That's such a good problem to have, though. I mean, that's a great problem to have. I have too much wild game. Like, oh. Wow, I feel so bad, Chris. Like, yeah, right. It, I mean, one elk damn near fills it up. Those yeah. are enormous. Yeah. So, so do you, what do you do in the spring? Are you guys bear hunting? Do you guys do yeah. turkey hunting? What do you guys do out there? Uh, I have done some turkey hunting up in Utah for during the spring, but yeah, a lot of it is bear hunting. Okay. Which we're that's what we're kind of planning right now: some bear trips either to Idaho or Montana. Okay, wow, cool. That's really cool. Dude, and like those are another opportunities. Like you guys could like anyone can go do them. Those are over yeah. the counter. We just go there, buy a bear tag. Yeah, it's such a cool hunt. Me and my dad went on one like my freshman year of college. It didn't work out, but it was really cool. I mean, you're literally, I mean, you're just walking through the mountains and, and learning yeah. the whole thing. So it's yeah. a really cool experience. Yeah, and it's always something to do in the spring besides the ticks, man. I've yeah. never had so many ticks on me in my life. Really? really? Montana. Just the worst. Huh. Just everywhere. I mean, I have had some bad ones in Iowa, but it seemed like, I mean, in Montana, I'm just out there like the whole day sleeping just out there. Just covered. Just covered. Are just pulling like off that? ticks left and right. And I hate ticks, man. Yeah. Yeah, they're nasty suckers. Are they the deer ticks or are they like? I think there uh, I think there are some deer ticks. Like with these ones, you can't get Lyme disease. Okay. That's, a, you plus. Get a, that's a huge plus. You get like Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Oh, which is that's like, a negative. Yeah, it's a negative. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it is. You don't. It's not like Lyme disease where you have forever. Like you get Rocky Mountain spotted fever and it's you're sick for a couple days and it goes away. But like some people do die from it because they get so sick. Wow. Yeah. So do you want to die maybe or have Lyme disease? Well, Lyme disease will get really bad though too for guys once in a while. Don't it just like I think it compromises your immune system. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about it. I just know like I know know a bunch of people that have Lyme disease, man. You know a bunch of people. Yeah. I think it's like the earlier you catch it, it's not as bad. Like you can live with it. Cool. Yeah, you want to get it when you're young. Yeah. Yeah. The earlier it's caught. Well, we're going for it. You know, we sit on the ground all the time. So hopefully we can get that taken care of. Oh, I'm always I'm always checking for ticks, man. I'm not about that shit. I'm not I'm not a tick guy myself. He's got horses and stuff. So every time we're at his place, like we're always trying to figure out what kind of bugs are on us and whatever. But you you need your horses, dude. Get some pack horses. That'd be, I, I love like the videos where they pack up in there and take them. Is have you have you done that? I haven't. Uh, I have. It looks yeah. awesome. Dude, I'm worried I would look like really like it would be really clear like this guy doesn't do this much and I like wouldn't know how to handle the horse and whatever. And my biggest thing is like where do they uh, like how do they feed them and and take like it's almost like an extra. I mean, it is something extra you have to worry about. Like you have to get them water, you have to get them food. Yeah, they probably just graze, but. Yeah, there are some work. That's where a lot of the guys in our office have been taking llamas lately. Really? Oh. Because they're they're a lot less work, man. 
Yeah. They don't need as much water. They don't need as much food. Yeah. They just spit That's on you or whatever. Yeah. 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 Llamas are hilarious. I haven't been with any llamas. We have uh, a lot of guys in the office that have used them. Really? They'll take like five or six llamas. Huh. I think they pack like 60, 70 pounds, each of them. Oh, that's crazy. That's now, do yeah. they ride the llama or like do you just walk them? Oh, you just walk them. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was going to say. Not, <laughs> as cool, not as cool of an Instagram picture like sitting on a llama, <laughs> like getting up right. the mountain, you know? Yeah, you just you just walk them. And I'm, I'm hoping I can use some this year because my back does get sore out there, man. Yeah. yeah. So how many hunts <laughs> did you go on this last fall? Oh, probably like five or six. Wow, that's cool. Got five or six hunts. I did some Montana antelope. Then I did some Colorado high country deer. Then Colorado over-the-counter elk. Then Montana deer. I did some Idaho whitetail hunting. That was a rough one. Really? Yeah, I was chasing around with rifles. Are they pretty oh. sparse? Uh, Yeah, and they're tiny. Yeah, I can believe that. It's like the coos deer. Like, yeah. we're with meat eater and like the coos deer hunt. I'm like, I mean, it's whatever, but it's just like a shitty small whitetail. <laughs> like, yes, like it's like a 90 inch, it's like a 90 inch whitetail, and Steve Rennell is smoking him <laughs> at like 80 yards. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, I actually just got last week, I was in Arizona on a mule deer, like coos deer hunt. And we oh, were so gosh, like, buddies doing that. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard, like, I think especially for us, like whitetail hunters growing up being whitetail hunters, it's kind of hard to get pumped up when you see one. There's, I mean, their bodies are tiny. Yeah, they, they are. And, they, and just tiny little racks. It's like a baby whitetail. Steve Rinello just like picks it up like one hand. I'm like, that's not, that's not what we do yeah. out here. I mean, you're field dressing, calling buddies yeah. to drag it out of a crib. Right. Like, yeah. But they, they are, they're pretty, they're pretty cool critters. They live yeah. up, they, dude, they live high, high up in the mountains. That's what I hear. Yeah. If I'm yeah, gonna go way up there, I want to be hunting like a say, goat yeah, or like a sheep or something. If you're gonna do the work to get up in there, like you need to come back with more. Not like some spindly like <laughs> three by three. Like oh sweet, like people love them though out here because it, it is like a it's a pretty difficult hunt just because they're so it small. Looked, it, I don't want to take anything away from it. And they're they're just it. skittish as all hell. Yeah, really? you'll see the wind blow and they'll like run off. Yeah, yeah. but that's not, yeah, that's not I'm still for a mule deer and elk. I think. Okay. Maybe coos down the road, but yeah, yeah. I would I would put coos on the back burner. Let's get some other right. stuff done first. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, Have yeah. you gone to like Texas or anything at all to hunt down there? They just got like weird uh, rules and stuff. I have been down. I went in high school. I went down there and shot some hogs with my bow. Oh yeah, that's a good time. I've went hog hunting yeah. down there too. Yeah, it's pretty funny. You just sit. I mean, you're sitting on like a big feeder and all these hogs coming. Yeah. In just, you know. Yeah, we were doing it like and like. Like he's like the guy dropped us off at our like six different stands and he's like feeder will go at seven, and it like it goes and like you can feel it get quiet and the pigs just start you can hear them coming and you're like this is awesome this is way easier than than what I usually do like oh dude Texas has all dude I've been driving around Texas and I'll look over and see like a giant elk you know yeah that's what I'm saying. They they, have, they've got like these ranches with like exotic animals like yeah you want to kill one i'm like i don't i don't know i mean it looks cool what's it gonna cut what's it gonna run me like a lot yeah they have those ranches down there are insane well uh, yeah you can like go down there and like just shoot a bison they're like yeah you want to archery hunt a bison i'm like i guess i don't know like you got drafts and shit running around probably yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah man that's crazy it does look like Desert Africa, yeah, the closest thing we've got, I guess. 
Yeah, I've never been to any of those. Like any African hunts or anything? Those haven't really tripped my trigger too much. I got it with you. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't really got me going. Like this year, my big hunt I'm trying to do is go up to Alaska for caribou. Oh, that'd be incredible. I think caribou and moose, I would would do those five times a piece before I like ran an arrow through a zebra over like a watering. I know, right? I'd have a hard time with a zebra. I'd be like, it's almost a horse. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him at zoos. I really don't want to do this. Like, we got, dude, out west, there's horse, like wild horse problems. Bad. I've <laughs> heard that. Yeah. So, especially in Nevada, we actually, there was a season that opened up for like a week and then they canceled it because so many anti hunters got on, like, heard about it. But they had like a horse season going for a couple of days where you go out and like, literally, the horse. Was that, was that last year or something? Or when was uh, it? It was like a couple years ago. Huh. I but don't yeah. know. I've never heard that. Before. The whole anti-hunter gets too involved. I mean, I get the horses, but like Colorado did that vote where yeah, like they're like got rid of up. wolf hunting. It's like well, no, that's a bad no, no, idea. No, they're reintroducing wolves. Reintroducing the, wolves. That's what it was. It's, yeah. gonna, it's a bad deal. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'm for whatever reintroduction of certain animals, like they're meant to be on the landscape. Sure. But at the same time, these these animals still need to be managed. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So they're they need they need hunters to manage them in a quantity where it doesn't overtake the land. Yeah. And like right now in Montana, dude, that's a big problem. The grizzly bears are legit. Like there's a lot more than what people think. In really? Montana. Are they reintroducing them or? Yeah. Mean? Well, I mean, they're still they're still like a they're on the list. Like you can't hunt. There's them. like a herd oh, of them, but they don't. You can't hunt them. Gotcha. It's a federal, dude. It's a federal offense if you kill a grizzly bear. Mm. Great, yeah. And then, um, I mean, a lot of them are coming from Yellowstone, right? And right. yeah, there's oh, like true. Bozeman area around the Bozeman area. Yeah. There's grizzly bears. That's a pretty high populated area too. Yeah. Like that's yeah. gonna that's gonna make its way to Good Morning America or something. It's gonna be real sexy. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, so hopefully, I mean, there's we cover every year. We cover all sorts of grizzly bear attacks. People are getting. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, Seems bears like, are weird. It's like it's like everyone like got caught up on like like the Bernstein bears or whatever, and they're like, oh, they're so friendly. I'm like, they're really, they're really not. They're really not friendly. Like, <laughs> no, dude. I would. Uh, I haven't actually seen too many grizzly bears, luckily, but they're big animals. Huge, and they can move. Like they oh. can really move. I've yeah. seen the videos. Like I know they're black bears. They're not as mean, but like when they run up the tree and like guys are in a tree stand. Bro, I'm my sidearms out and like I'm letting them rip. Like whatever, cub. I don't want to sound bad, but don't climb the tree with me <laughs> in it. Like, oh, dude, I'm kind of either. Yeah, there's that certain where they get too close. It's like, all right, now what are uh, we gonna do? Yeah. So do you uh, do you have a carry gun you take with you when like you go elk hunting, or do you carry? Uh, it depends on where I'm at. I mean, the mostly what I would carry is just some bear spray. But a lot of the time, like the only areas that I ever do that is if. If I'm in Montana, I mean, uh, there's a lot of areas still where like, there's definitely not grizzly bears in the area. And if that's the case, then I won't, won't bring anything. But when I do hunt like Wyoming or Montana and I'm in an area where there's bears, I usually just bring bear spray. Do you think that's more effective than a like handgun? Uh, you gotta I, be really close by the time you're bear spray. Yeah, right. I don't know. It depends on how good I am at a handgun. I don't shoot handguns that often. Uh, yeah. well, that's the thing about them. They're tougher right. than people think. But the noise. Dude, they're harder shit to shoot. Noise, it'd be so loud. Yeah. Maybe you'd scare them off that way. I don't know. I just yeah, like I mean, char- like a grizzly bear charging. I think I'd, I'd be trying to pull the pin on the bear spray and I'd like drop it and then 
he'd get yeah, me. Look, I know I had one of this uh the hunt that I went in Wyoming that we actually did a film on the guy that I was with trail. So after that hunt, he went to Alaska and he got charged by a grizzly bear and they shot it. Really? Oh shit. Yeah. They're up moose hunting. They shot two moose. There's just like big grizzly bear came just dead sprint at him. Huh. Shot it, shot it with a, that's rifle. a heck of a trip though. I mean, I know it's kind of a bummer, but two moose and a grizzly bear. So that's a just, lifetime for a lot so of people. You just have to like leave it. Yeah, I mean, luckily he was with a resident, so the resident had a tag. Oh, so oh, you cool. take it. Yeah, but if it was Wait. whatever, if it wasn't him, then they would have to, like, you report it, and then they come out, and they'd, like, investigate it and, like, make sure that you did your due diligence and yeah, sure. it was about to attack you, yeah, basically. Yeah. They do. Have, you ever, uh, have you ever eaten bear? Uh, oh, yeah. Black I've, eaten. Bear. I've shot, I've shot two really? black bears, and uh, they're all right. I mean, you just mix them up. Yeah. yeah, grind them up I with other black bear. Black bear is pretty tasty. Yeah, That's usually same. a lot of it's like oh, I have no, sh- I have no clue on the grizzly bears. I've seen it's like the same. Yeah, the thing you got to watch out for when you eat bears trigonosis. So you have to like cook, yeah. you gotta cook it to 165. They they yeah. really push that. <laughs> like don't yeah. don't be don't the guy trying true. to get close and like oh, I want to keep it. You know I want to keep it good and juicy. Like don't be that. <laughs> no, yeah, that's why I usually just grind it all up. Yeah. Like burger, sausage, that kind of stuff. But I mean, dude, you got to think they're basically a giant raccoon. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like when you're shooting them over like a thing of trash, I'm like, it's, I don't want to whatever, but like I'm, I get a little weirded out with like, I don't know, like what's going on internally there or whatever. I've heard raccoon is good though, too. So maybe <laughs> oh, just, just head south a little bit. Everyone in Missouri eats raccoons, don't they? Yeah. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I feel I like beaver is, before, which is like, good. yeah, beaver's pretty good. You got to get Actually, the caster oil out beaver. It. It'll run it. What's it taste like? Chicken? No, no, <laughs> not, I wouldn't call it chicken. <laughs> I think that's generous. It's, like, it's more It's more of a beefy. It's beefy. It's red meat, more of a beefy. Yeah. Meat. I had it as like a, like a beaver chili kind of thing. It kind of reminded me of like beef barbacoa, like how they do that, like a, yeah. like a, hispanic dish or whatever kind of reminded me of that you know mm-hmm. but it was, it was like pretty smoked. good it was like pulled like pulled that, i guess yeah they shred it usually yeah. yeah so it's pretty good i guess i mean you guys do any trapping in iowa i used to do some trapping back in the day. yeah i used to i haven't when i since i've been in college but i trapped pretty hard in high school yeah trapping was always fun yeah so they're not worth anything hardly anymore oh no, no such dude, a bad it, deal it, it, it's it's a bummer because like i was catching like red fox and coyotes and bobcats and stuff my junior and senior year and like they were selling for like four bucks a piece so i, I just kept them all <laughs> yeah they're, I mean, in, our, they're in our freezer yeah. some are in the <laughs> he's freezer. waiting for he's waiting for the market to come back and then no, I, I, I got to i sent some off oh. to taxidermy it's like i got them soft hand for like 25 bucks a piece but i think it's worth it i'm not gonna waste a, a red fox on no four dollars for four dollars like that's pretty poor where do you guys have this setup at you guys are in right now it's our basement in our basement yeah it's not as cool as what looks it's just uh yeah it's like paneling we got like a sign and yeah when people come in and stuff so yeah we built that august 2019 and then we've kind of like had guests come in or whatever and then you're actually like i said you're our first zoom guy so here we go i'm gonna set the bar hopefully set the bar it's it's went well so yeah it's, it's been good yeah but, but yeah then we we uh like we'll do hunting guys and then sometimes like we just did like a guy who 
uh, is in like the country music scene, like in Iowa. Just had him come in and kind of talk about that. He stuff, was so. uh, he played ball. Played football, football here, and now he, now he like does country music. So it's kind of cool to talk to him. Dallas Jacobus is his name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some of his stuff on. Twitter. Okay, yeah. So his his podcast to go out this week, and then you'll be the next week, and then we'll have another guest. So you guys have to try and get different people in here and whatever. So did he sing for you guys? We didn't make him sing. No, we didn't want him serenading us in our basement. <laughs> get too weird. <laughs> Start jamming. He's yeah. pretty good, though. He's pretty good. He just played a show two nights ago. Yeah. Today's Sunday. He played Friday up in Palo. So, Hell yeah. yeah, it was cool stuff. And it's been going pretty good, I suppose. We, are, we like, starting to write blogs now and whatever. Yeah. So, Kind of just doing – trying to do it all. Yeah. Get That's our right. feet and everything. Got to start from somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. We're like big fans, of like all that, like the online media. We're just fascinated by it because you got like you guys at Go Hunt, Hunt in Public, Midwest Whitetail, mm-hmm. juries. That's all kind of around here. But then even like you look at like a bar stool or something. Like we're huge bar stool fans and just like yeah. studying how they do. I mean, it's incredible. They own the internet basically. Like anything oh, yeah. happens, you're waiting for them to talk about it. So. Yeah. And that, I mean, a lot of our strategy does come from stuff that they do. Like we apply the same kind of. Well, you guys are ahead of the game then, because a lot of yeah. people are missing the boat on that. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Barstool is where it's at, man. They got it figured oh, out for sure. They so smart, like you can push content. Yeah. yeah, like they can push it. Hey, do you follow their Barstool Outdoors at all? Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I think he's pretty cool. He, yeah. he just did something with Meat Eater. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, I guess like the, the investors, the same. So the churning group is like a, the heavy investor and meat eater and in Barstool or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they did a video together. Yeah. I think they're beaver trapping. Yeah. Yeah. They went beaver trapping. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. He's a big trapper. I might have to reach out to him, get him on my YouTube channel, get him on the go hunt YouTube channel. Yeah, You should. I'd be a crossover there. That'd help you guys out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that like that's the big thing too with YouTube is just collaborating with other YouTube channels. Labs, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, like we're close with Randy Newberg and all those guys. Oh, are you? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. I've, I I went on a couple hunts with them this year. Oh wow. Randy, yeah, his couple guys from his team. Dude, it's crazy how many people are from the Midwest. Really? Yeah. Like a lot of the people that I've met since like being in the industry are all, are most of them are from the Midwest. That's huh. cool. Like people from like Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Everybody wants to go west. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like a cowboy kind of mentality. Like I just want to get out there and just kind of right. float around and see what happens for a while. I think everyone can relate to that, you know. Well, and then it's one once you get out here, it's like, well, I don't think I'm going back. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, I hear that a lot. But how can they blame you? Right. I know. No kidding. Yeah. It's a cool spot. So you you live in Vegas then? I live in Sin City, Las Vegas. Wow. Are you like on the strip or what? Uh, probably like 10, 15 minutes from the strip. Really? Yeah. 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 We're fairly close. Vegas isn't as big as you'd think. Like it's, I mean, it's a big city, but it feels pretty small. I've got a buddy that lives there and he says like the same thing. Yeah. And he says it's not as expensive as people kind of might figure it is right. to, to live in, you know? Yeah. That's a lot of Cal people from California are moving into Vegas right now because they're they're moving everywhere. <laughs> they're leaving that they're leaving that place. Like yeah, but like outside of the strip, I mean, it's just like any other normal 
normal city. I mean, it does get hotter and shit in the summer. That's about the only difference. Yeah, what's it? What's the temp right now? What's it's it probably like fifty-five degrees. Oh, so that's kind of nice. We got like another five inches of snow last night. Yeah. Me and Sam were saying like it, Iowa City. I don't know how it was when you were here. But it is like a godless place. Like it is desolate and it is cold and yeah. it snows more than anywhere else. I swear to God. Like that's why you got Brothers Bar, man. Just yeah, yeah, right. yeah, you can find God in there. That's for sure. Yeah. Where I always went. You were a Brothers, Brothers. guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just went there for the McGregor fight the other night. So it's kind of. Is, is it like stuff open in Iowa City, the bars? Yeah. Back up. Yeah. It doesn't even, you wouldn't know there's any sort of. You gotta wear a mask to get your ID, like to get your ID checked, and then it's just it's off. It's yeah, it's I kind of refreshing. To, I'm not gonna lie. I always try to make it to Iowa City at least one time a year, usually during like fall, go yeah, to like yeah. a football game or something. Like my parents are still season ticket holders, and okay, cool. Oh, yeah. So well, you have, have to let us know if you're in town next right. year. Hell yeah, dude. We live like on Myrtle Avenue. I don't know if there's on the pot, whatever. No one yeah. listens really that much anyways. <laughs> but um, Showing up at your house. It's a yeah. huge, like, tailgate. Like, our landlords, like, rent our yard out. Oh, so you – yeah, you guys are close to the stadium. Super close. Yeah, we're like yeah. eight-minute Yeah, it's close. Less than a mile. Yeah. But, like, I remember – so, sophomore year, we were living here, and, like, we went duck hunting, and we came back, and the – some guy we'd never met's like, oh, it's like twenty bucks to park. I'm like, bro, it's my it's my house. Like you have to you have to clear the driveway out. Like I spend more money than parking to live here every month. So you better figure it out. Like it was tough too. You know how Iowa City is on a Saturday. Game day, you know, yeah. And we were pulling the boat behind us and we we're like trying to pull into our own driveway. We, and the dude, the people that own the house, they had to have like 30 cars jammed At least. into into like our backyard and our front yard and we're supposed to get three spots like they're supposed to save us three spots but they, uh -huh. they no they blew through that up. by the time yeah. we got back yeah. yeah you think you can pull around back like i think we can park in the driveway i pay for is where i think I'll i can park, park in my place in the driveway yeah, yeah yeah our landlords were cool though it was yeah. just like his buddy helping him out he didn't know us and he's like i don't know what's with the boat i'm like well i live here that's what's with it <laughs> like this is a tailgating boat man yeah yeah, so it's it's fun. I don't know. Did you like Iowa City when you were here? Dude, I loved Iowa City. Good town. It's a good town. It is Love. a good college town. It's a really good yeah. college town. Yeah, dude. It'd be like the, I was like we always talk about like God, it would suck right now. But if the bars are open and everything, you guys just have all your classes online then? Yeah. Well they're getting uh they're getting more and more in person. I got like three in person this semester. I only had like one last semester, so I'm in the nursing program, so, like, I go to clinical, like, at the yeah. hospital, that's in person, but my coursework's online, so. Oh, yeah, dude, I loved Iowa City, did a lot of partying. Did yeah, of well, I mean, it's a good use of your time yeah. up here. <laughs> right here at, like, uh, when, when it was number one party school. Yeah, you had, had that be. rank, you were about, yeah. that's probably what yeah, I was a freshman. What well, your freshman was? Everyone started getting more strict after that. I know. Yeah. We showed up and they're like, we're getting rid of the, well, there was like a big Greek life thing. And then I don't know, we're not in it. We just no. do like the bars and whatever, but yeah. no, dude, I just, I just had big houses on like Dodge street and stuff like yeah, all those okay. big old rickety houses, just straight yeah. up party houses. Yeah. With, with like four or five buddies. That's where you yeah. lived. I got you. Yeah. 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 yeah, it yeah was we, uh, we just live with one other guy. We're on the west side, but we like it for sure. It's great for like we got a yard and like 
Yeah, we can shoot. We shoot our bows in the backyard and stuff. And Room for the boat. Nice. Yeah, it's keeps us. We're good. Hell yeah! How much? When are you guys gonna graduate? Uh, I'll be next December. He's I'll be a year, a year or a half semester, semester early. early. I'm the spring of whatever that 22. Yeah, so three semesters left. He's got two. Nice. So yeah. things are getting down to the wire. I remember yeah. I started getting sick of school towards the end. I was like, all right, I'm sick of this shit. Oh, we yeah, are. I, I we agree. are. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, we were like watching what you're doing. It's like, dang, man. So <laughs> well, we feel like everyone else having way more fun than us. Yeah. Like, oh, looks like a good time. Uh, time will come, right? Yeah. yeah, it won't be long. Won't be oh, long. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess like – um, maybe to like to wrap up the podcast here, like one thing we're always asking people, um, it's just kind of like, we can, we kind of think it's interesting. Like, um, what like gets you, what's like kind of your motivating factor to kind of like work as hard at like what you do. Um, what, what would you say that is for like you at Gohan? Is it like your passion in the outdoors or like what, what made you work so hard to get that job and then continue to work as hard at it as you do now to kind of keep advancing it, you know? Yeah. So basically it was pretty much, I remember I was told this like in high school, like if you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. Mm. So like trying to surround myself in a good situation that I like enjoy doing and like thinking about every day, then it like makes coming into work easy. Like that's my, that's like my biggest motivating factors, like doing something that I really enjoyed doing and like making that to be my living or my job. Right. And And that's basically how I got into the hunting industry and kind of like where I am now. Would, would you say like you feel that today like you don't really feel like you're working ever oh, you just dude i come into work all i do is think and talk about hunting of some that's, sort that's 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 <laughs> yeah that's a good that's a good deal and it's like it's, i mean sometimes i've been in it for you know three years now like you do take it for granted and sometimes it does like you will have a situation where it feels like a job but you just gotta remember there's a lot of people out there that are doing way worse jobs countless i mean the the huge majority you know yeah yeah so i mean i feel for every guy like you there's a hundred that hate what they do you know what i mean yeah probably more probably more yeah yeah so basically doing something that i loved every day and just like dreaming big man i don't think people dream big enough like like, if if you want something go do it people get too scared people get intimidated like just go do it. I, I really like your story about like just sending like, Hey, I'll work. Like I'll do whatever. I, you don't even have a position that you've said, but I'll do it. Cause like, it's just like, no one does that. You know what I mean? Like, like at college, they're always pushing us like, Hey, you need an internship at this like shitty deal that you don't really want to do. And like, everyone's like, Oh, I better get it. You know? Yeah. And then like your grandma's like, that's great. It's like, I, I hate it. Like I hate my internship, you know? Like, yeah, I, I like the way you did it a lot, yeah. you know? It's a smart way. Yeah, dude, and like it's yeah, you got to make sacrifice. Like, dude, I lived in Las Vegas by myself for a whole like summer. Yeah, yeah. and I bet you don't regret it for a right. second now. Like at know. the time, dude, I remember like, what am I doing? I cannot believe I'm gonna go live in Las Vegas for a summer by myself. And that was like when I'm 21 years old, 22 years old. But oh. yeah, you do some of those sacrifices, like it'll pay off in the long run. Right. Yeah. Hmm. That's a really cool story. I like that Good a lot. Advice. Did you like read any books that got you there? Like, were you listening to people or was it just kind of like internal? Well, with like Go Hunt, um, 
I would go to their website to just read content. So they have like, we do news articles. So we have a lot of news. Like, updated. So you were a fan first. Only. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like I was following Go Hunt and I liked a lot of their written content and their videos. And I knew like they're Western hunting. So I just reached out to them and went from there. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, you'll like, or at least we'll like, you know, like Gary V and stuff like that. Although he can be a lot sometimes, but yeah, he's a, like you listen to him and he says like exactly that, like just offer to work, work for free if you have to, whatever, but it's all about getting your foot in that door. And then once you do that, like you, if you work hard enough, you're good enough at what you do, you can kind of make your own name, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, that's the biggest thing, man. Just getting your foot in the door and making connections. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. But I guess that we yeah, probably, that wraps it up. probably end the podcast part yeah. of it at least. So. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a good time. Really good to meet you. So I'll yeah. quit recording for the podcast and then uh we can just kind of talk here for a second or whatever. Okay. Sounds good, man.